0: He is awesome. He's greatly to be praised. Amen. 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 So, this morning, um, we will be coming out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, starting at verse 10 through 17. And there are those who are going to come behind me and speak on the individual parts of the armor of God. But I am going to speak on um, the importance of as a church, as a body, as a group, as a corporate unit, and how important it is for us to wear our armor of God and fight together in spiritual warfare. Sister made talked this morning about how the world is in turmoil and we have problems in Fairfield and kids are dying each and every day and people think that suicide is a game. We are in constant warfare. And so it's important for us to stay together as a church, as a body, and pray down heaven here on earth. Last Sunday I was at a movie. Um, I went to go see the movie Risen. And in the beginning of this movie was a battle scene, and they had the opposing army on top of a the hill. And they had another army at the bottom of the hill, and as the army at the bottom of the hill began to make its way towards the enemy lines, it stopped at a certain point and it made a certain formation with their shields. I'm gonna pass this around since the PowerPoint is not working, but is that gonna make it would have work. Praise yeah. our God. Formation here is called a testudo. It's, it's, it's which they take their shields. Their shields are about four feet tall, and they put it over their heads. And they put it in front of them, and they begin to walk towards the enemy lines. And this is a formation when um, when the opposing army, they were throwing rocks, they were throwing boulders, they were throwing spears. But those weaponry that they were throwing, it bounced off of the shield. It bounced off of this formation here. And then when I began to study this lesson, the Lord... He um, brought this scene back to me when I was studying the book of Ephesians. He challenged me to look at Ephesians again. He said that the book of Ephesians, the letter of um, this letter, was not just written to an individual church, individual person, but it was written to a church. It was written to, for a body, a multiple group of people. So when I began to look at the book of Ephesians again, I began to read Ephesians chapter six, verses ten again. And the Lord, um, he let me see the scripture in a different light. So I'm going to read it, just kind of set the the scene for the rest of the day. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you collectively will be able to stand firm, stand against the schemes of the devil for our struggle." It's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you collectively will be able to resist in the in the evil day, and having done everything to stand, stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the of peace in addition to all taking up the shield of faith with which you collectively will be able to extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God so when the Lord showed me that, that this letter that it was written to the church at Ephesus meaning that um we do go through individual fights. We do go through individual battles. But there are times when we have to go through a, a fight as a body. Okay. Amen. So my first point, I got three points. I'm going to do it really quick. As a body, as a church, there would be times where we have to link together and join our shields in spiritual warfare and coming together and to fight, the fight of faith. Let me pull this up here. And so when I began to look at this right here, the Lord began to show me um, how, as a church, this is how we're supposed to be fighting. And he said, you know, there are times when our form, you see how tight this formation is? See how tight they are? See how jointly together they are? We get in this formation, but there are gaps in this formation. In this formation and the Bible in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 says give no place to the enemy so when you have cracks in your formation God said that there are things that were hurt. there are things that we allow to break this formation and the Lord began to show me the things that we allow to break this formation he said when we have hatred towards one another when we are jealous of one another when we have animosity and controversy against one another, when we have a controlling spirit, that breaks this formation here. So when you break this formation, it leaves room for the enemy. It gives the enemy the legal right to come in and break up families, break up ministry, and break up churches. So when we go into spiritual warfare, we cannot afford to have gaps in our formation. Point number two, we need to make sure that we are wearing the armor and know how to use it You wear your armor every day No matter where you go, when you're dealing with your family, when you're dealing with your job And especially when you're in prayer You need to make sure that you have on the armor of God And know how to use every part of your armor Uh, in In the Bible, Jesus, when he came onto the scene he changed the way on how to do spiritual warfare. In the Old Testament, you, you see, when they went to battle, they used physical swords. They used physical forces. But when Jesus came onto the scene, as you see when he was in the wilderness fighting the devil, when the, Spirit led, when the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to fight the devil, he did not pick up a sword. He did not use physical force. There is a primary weapon that we must use at all times, and it's the word of God. When when the enemy began to tempt him at every level, he said, it is written. It is written. And every time he said, it is written, and at the third time when Jesus said, it is written, the enemy fleed from him for a season. Yeah. Saints, so we have to remember when we're in spiritual warfare, we're not fighting against one another. Right. We're not picking up swords and picking yeah. Up, yeah. up weapons to take people out. We have to make sure that we're using the word of God and we're saying yeah. it is written. Yeah. And when you say it is written, the enemy has no choice but to flee the scene. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and fighting. We, we know that the enemy is the prince of the air and um, there, are, there are rulers there are principalities um, there are things that are oppressing us above us and we've been taught to fight and point up to the devil and say all this stuff but you have to realize that the enemy is not running around doing what he wants to do. You, we have to remember that he gets his marching orders from somewhere and so when we realize that the enemy really don't have power and we have to realize our position In the book of Matthew chapter four, chapter 2 verses 4 through 6 It says that but God being rich in his mercy because of his love which, we have, which he had loved us Even when we were dead in our transgressions made us alive together in Christ by grace, you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in heavenly places. Now, if we are seated with him in heavenly places, and when you realize the levels, that means we are on the sixth dimension, that means we are higher than the devil. That means that principalities and rulers are under our feet. That's where we get the phrase that Satan's under our feet. Now you really know that Satan's really under your feet. And so when you fight in spiritual warfare, you point down to the devil and you tell him that he has no place in this in this kingdom we have to make sure that we are fighting the right fight we cannot afford to fight the wrong fight we have to remember that when we go into spiritual warfare that we know what is available to us and how to use each weapon that god has given us so if, if, when we do that, it makes spiritual warfare not as hard, it's not as difficult as we see as we make it to be. But you can't say the word of God if you don't know the word. Amen. You have to study the word of God. The scripture says that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. The reason why the word is hidden, is because the enemy wants to take the word from you at all costs. That's why you got all these faith philosophies and all this crazy stuff going on because we we don't know the word of God. But when you stand on the word of God and mm-hmm. use the word of God to fight your battles, then you realize that the enemy may have some power. Yeah. All right. All right. Father God, we thank you, God, that we are seated in heavenly places, that, God, we can come to your throne room and pray throne room prayers. God, we are no longer praying amiss. We are no longer fighting earthly battles, God, but we are fighting heavenly battles, oh God. So, Lord, teach My hands to war and my fingers to fight. Lord, I am your, we are your end time warrior. Use us as your weapon against the enemy. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through you to the pulling down of strongholds. Satan, you have lost the war in heaven. Let all the enemy your life and discomfort them. Deliver me from my strong enemy. Deliver me and bring me to a large place. I am your battle axe and your weapon of war. You have given me the necks of my enemy and I will destroy them in the name of Jesus. I pray and I seal this prayer in Jesus' name. amen. Amen. Oh. Sing so a to the people, they you hearts.